Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. This is On Deck. Lloyd, how are you doing, man? I'm doing I'm doing very hot. I got so <laughs> sunburned yesterday, man. Uh, we have a large Icelandic population here in Manitoba. We have a city called Gimli where a lot of the, the Icelandic settlers came from Iceland and settled in Canada. Uh, Gimli, just like the dwarf in Lord of the Rings. And uh, they they have they every year they put on an Icelandic festival. Last couple of years, they haven't because of covid. Uh, so we went yesterday. It was so hot, man. But we went to like this Viking village. They live there for the week that the festival's on uh, in like period clothing. They they do Viking battles to kind of show off the weaponry of the time. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it was really, really cool. But it was also really, really hot. And I am so sunburned. Uh, in fact, I wore a red hat so that my color correction would actually a- account for that and like bring down the redness on my face because I look like a. Uh, I look like an apple. It's uh, it's it's a pretty bad sunburn. Your your hat is blue and gold. <laughs> no, I, I was shirt. Not oh, a hat. I, oh, wore, okay. I wore I wore a red shirt to bring down the color correction on my face. Yeah, I I understand why that was confusing. Yeah. So well, now that it's been established that Lloyd is a red shirt, we'll see if he makes it through this episode or not. Uh, probably not. Probably uh, not. If you know, you know. All right. Before we get started, <laughs> this is on deck. It is the uh, PC gaming podcast focused heavily on the Steam Deck. Uh, Before we get started, I want to say a big thank you to our members, and I also want to say a big thank you to the ROM3, uh, who donated a bunch of codes to give away. We're going to give away three codes this week on our community Discord. If you haven't joined our community Discord, there is a link in the description down below, or, or either in the description or in the show notes if you're listening to this in the podcast version. Uh, three, The three games that we're going to be giving away is Starbound, Wargroove, and F1 uh, 20... Well, I think that might be 2021, but it says 2012. I'm not sure. Uh, and there's no way for me to verify that. Lloyd, whatever you just put pasted into yeah, the it's very I'm fixing. I'm fixing. Oh, okay. Oh yes, God. Holy cow. Yeah, at the top of the show. This is super important. Uh I didn't think that our channel would ever get big enough to have to worry about this, but the scammers have found the channel and they have been uh like going through and replying to topics. Uh the uh, replying to messages from you guys saying, Hey, congrats, you won. And while we do do giveaways, we don't do them in the comment section. That's actually against YouTube's uh, fake engagement rules or whatever. So if you see somebody who's like nerd nest at Telegram or whatever, ignore that. Do not do not check that out. Don't click on anything. Don't talk to those people. Uh, We will never. I don't use Telegram. I'm not going to send a message on Telegram. It's not us. It's a scam. Thank you for remembering to put that in the show notes, Lloyd, because I forgot. Yeah, like I've I've seen that pop up on other YouTube channels, but it's usually the the larger channels that have like millions of subs. So to see it on ours was a bit of a surprise. So yeah, we will never contact you outside of 
this like your ears or eyes, whether you watch or listen to the podcast or on our official Discord or Twitter account, um, no other social media services will be used for these types of things. So don't don't uh, don't engage because you will get scammed. And that it, that would be very unfortunate. Yeah. And I don't know if uh, you guys can report that stuff, but if you see a, an obvious scam, report them because that, you know, many hands make light work. And I. I went through and I was banning people left and right. And it was, it was a big, <laughs> it took up a bunch of my time this week. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's jump in. I get, we got a message in from uh, bad Samaritan. They asked this question. They said, do you guys tend to stream your games to your deck from your PCs when you're at home? Or do you prefer to play your games on the deck? Um, I, I don't know about you, Lloyd, but personally, the only time that I use uh, remote play is when a game won't run on my Steam Deck. And I don't, I don't have a good reason for that because the latency is fine. There's a tiny little bit of artifacting when you are streaming a game. But for the most part, you would be able to... I got a pretty decent PC. I would be able to run games better by doing that, but I just never do. Do you? Um, it's kind of funny. That was like one of the biggest things that I was looking forward to when I got my replacement PC. So I'm on my, I'm on my replacement to my replacement to my dead PC. So, uh, multiple, multiple iterations of, of hardware. My big goal was to have all my really, really large games like, uh, days gone and, and other ones that, that take up hundreds of gigs on my SD card on my steam deck. I would just run them on my PC, uh, save all that space. I, I don't do it as much as I thought I would, Bill. Like, um, one thing that I, I know annoys me, and it wouldn't annoy anybody else because this is a very specific situation. Uh, but when I do remote play um, and it resizes the screen, and then I come back to my PC, all of the monitor, all of the windows on all my other monitors that I keep open all the time are rearranged. So then I have to go and fix it. And that's such a small little thing that probably only affects people like you and me, Bill, that are content creators that have our monitoring software and everything uh, running in a place that we want because we want it to always be there. It was just that little thing that was bugging me. So I haven't done it more. Uh, I need to figure out a way to get around that because for me, that would be the best way. I only have a 64 gig Steam Deck. Um, I have a 512 gig heart, um, SD card, which is great. Um, but I don't always want to be loading it up with hundreds and hundreds of gigs of games that I might only play every once in a while. Um, so it would be really nice to just stream it from my PC um, but I've done so little of that. Um, there's only a couple of games that I, I store mainly on my PC that I stream to my Steam Deck, and I haven't played much of those since getting this PC all set up. Yeah, I used to run into the same exact issue where when I would, and it didn't happen as much with this, with um, playing a game on the Steam Deck or whatever, but like I have, uh, this monitor is also hooked up to, uh, my main monitor is also hooked up to my Mac. And so whenever I do video editing in Final Cut Pro, I hit the little toggle on the bottom of my monitor. I switch it over to my Mac. And then when I would come back to Windows, everything would be resized and put in the wrong place on my Windows machine. And it drove me crazy. And then one day I decided, and there's going to be a bunch of people who are like, Bill, that's stupid. Why would you do that? I installed Windows 11. It's been working very, very well for me. Um, Mm. That's no longer an issue. When I switch between my screens... It does not resize all of my stuff. When I first do it for just a split second, everything's like squished uh, like in a vice or something, but then it it finds the layout that it had before. The one right. thing that will happen is that 
my my uh, my Chrome uh, browser will get pushed over to the other screen, but it's still the same size. So I don't know. Sure. Like that's definitely an improvement, but I totally understand what you're saying. When you expect something to be in a certain spot or to be a certain size, which is very important when you are doing like live streaming and stuff. That is very, very frustrating. So uh, I'm curious about everybody in the community. Uh, do you all um, stream from your home PC to your Steam Deck, or do you mostly just play on deck? And I guess one more reason that I prefer to just play it on deck is because I like to always have the same experience. And so if I'm playing and I'm you know not in my Wi-Fi bubble, then that's going to be a different experience than when I play and I'm in my Wi-Fi bubble. And for the most part, because it's a seven inch screen, it doesn't really make that big of a difference uh, graphics wise. Battery life wise, however, is a huge difference. And that's another reason why you might want to do it. Yeah, that that's the main reason why I wanted to do it was um, I was streaming a lot of games from Stadia and GeForce Now. Uh, or no, Stadia and Xbox was mainly the games that I was playing and I was noticing I was getting just crazy battery life. And it's like, oh, OK, what if I take some of these games that only give me an hour and a half to two hours of battery life on my Steam Deck and just run them off my PC? It's a great idea. I, I just haven't gotten around to really messing around with it too, too much uh, now that I got my PC back. Uh, it's funny how little time I'm spending on my PC now that my PC is back when it was like all I was focused on forever. So it's been a, it's been, it's been an interesting period of time. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. All right, let's move on and uh, talk about retro a little bit. Door to door geek tweeted this at me. They said at run, jump, stomp. Have you tried steam remote play with classic com console emulation on the steam deck? And I, I had not. Um, I immediately grabbed my steam deck and loaded up emu deck and tried tried that out. But when you load up EmuDeck, which I will do right now for the uh, for the uh, video listeners, but when you load that up, um, the option is not there. And I think that's because this is not an official game that's running on Steam Deck or, or from Steam when like that's a that's an API thing that has to be like built in. And this is essentially desktop mode stuff that has been put onto steam deck gaming side from the mu deck script that was run so i tried to do it i could not do it there and then i told them that i would try doing RetroArch. but i think what happened because i i tried doing it with RetroArch, um and every time i go to launch a game in RetroArch after doing this uh because if i go ahead and close this um what it will do is it it basically says hey yeah you're not we can't launch it from this uh playlist i think is the word that they're using and i'm not sure what the reason uh behind that is but i was unable to test that so lloyd have you been able to use steam remote play with um with uh emulation games yet i have not tried it um just because I've, i'm doing a, a fair bit which i'll be getting into when i chat about what i've been playing lately doing actual emulation on the device um, I, I have not, um, it would be something interesting to check out though. Um, there's also another news story, which would make it even more interesting when we get, get to it. Um, but yeah, like this, the steam deck is something completely different than any other console that, that we've talked about because there's so many options to play 
there's you could play a game right on the device. You can stream to the device from Xbox, PlayStation, GeForce Now, which you normally can't on another platform. Uh, you can also say, hey, Bill, I know you don't own this game, but do you want to play with me? And yeah. then Bill connects to my game session and do it. Just the 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 ways to play on the Steam Deck are um, near near endless for um, for various options that you have. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that uh, people have this working and are using it all the time. Not something I've checked out, but it just goes to show how how much flexibility and freedom we have on the Steam Deck as a platform um, as far as playing the games, the whatever games you want and in the way you want with who you want uh, using uh, just a, I don't know, a, a myriad of different ways to connect and, and have controllers connected. Um, it, it is pretty insane. Yeah, and so I, I just loaded up uh, RetroArch. This is the official like one that's on Steam, and it does support remote play together. But I can't get any of the of the the backups that I have to load ever since mm. I installed EmuDeck. And I think it's probably because what I did is I dragged the files out of the folder that they were supposed to be in for RetroArch and put them into right. the EmuDeck folder. And I just didn't have time to go back and and mess around with it. So, you know, stay tuned and maybe next week I will have a solution for you or at least I will be able to try it out. Now, speaking of retro, I see that you added this thing called uh, Retro Deck to to what you've been playing this week. You want to tell me about that? Yeah, so um, when I was, because um, I had to do, what we talked about last week where I did the restore of my Steam Deck, one of the big things that I would have lost, excuse me, is uh, my my complete install of EmuDeck. So I had EmuDeck completely configured for all the systems I wanted, um, had all the ROMs for all the games I wanted to play on it, I had all the images done, I, I did all that, and, and I'd use it a fair bit. Um, all that stuff was lost. Obviously, my ROMs were still sitting on my SD card, so I didn't lose any data. Um, but all my configuration and 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 other things that I did um, were lost. Not a big deal. Um, so when I was looking to install EmuDeck again, I saw a Reddit thread that was talking about a new um, a new collection of uh, emulators for the retro enthusiasts um, called RetroDeck. Um, and it can actually be installed from the Discover store on the if you go to your oh, uh, desktop mode. So it's a flat pack. This, exactly. This is installs as a flat pack. So one single file. Well, not one single file, but one single flat pack downloads and installs. And unlike EmuDeck, it's not installing uh, a bunch of different emulators that you then have to go in and update individually every time that there's an update. This flat pack will just be updated. Um, but the the whole thought behind this one is the developers that are working on this, the the people that are working on the um, on the open source stuff, are putting together the best version of all the things and making it work the best that it can, and then installing it into the flat pack, or I guess configuring it so it's part of the flat pack, and then it gets installed when you install whatever version of Retro Deck that you're installing. Uh, when you install Retro Deck. Uh, basically, you just go to the Discover Store, you hit an ins- install, it takes literal seconds, downloads, installs, and then all you have to do is run it once from your desktop. It asks you where you want to store your ROMs. Do you want to put them on internal or SD card? If you hit SD card, it pops over to the SD card, creates a new folder structure, um, which is one of my complaints. I wish it r- would have really um, looked to see if you already had EmuDeck installed and then just use that as your ROM folder. It doesn't do that, but this is a new project. Maybe future versions will do it. 
um, and then you add it to Steam manually because they don't have a way uh, to automate that yet. That's going to be coming as part of this package. Um, and then you start it up and you boot right into Emulation Station. It's super easy. Uh, it has a really nice theme. Uh, so I went in, dragged my ROMs over. Uh, I went back to desktop mode, dragged my ROMs over, went back to game mode, started it up, boots right into Emulation Station with a really nice front end. Um, there's a little bit of a bug in the front end that they're working on. The The images don't display full screen. If you've done your scraping and you use the multi-mix images, which include like a background and like a a box and the cartridge and all that stuff is part of one image. It didn't display it properly. So I went to the discord and they're like, yeah, we have an updated theme, download this one, but it's going to be part of the package in a future release, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it, it installed. And I was playing um, like my super Nintendo games that I had already on my SD card uh, within 15 minutes of starting the download. It is as simple as you can get um, certain things that it doesn't do. Uh, it doesn't, add itself to your steam automatically that's going to be part of a future update it also doesn't download all the images like your your grid and your hero image and your icon and all the other things so you have to either manually go do that or you have to run an app called boiler which will automatically go to the steam grid db for installed applications and look for icons that you want to use um i, I was talking to bill about that this morning and it looks like newer versions of EmuDeck actually download all that stuff themselves and set it up properly. So hopefully uh, RetroDeck will do that in the future just to make it a, a nicer process for everybody involved. But I'm really impressed with this one. It's um, it, I, I tried a bunch of different systems. Um, I, I don't I don't really emulate much. I emulate uh, mainly games that I have on cartridge and I just don't want to dig out my Retron 5 uh, and plug it into my TV and put the actual cartridge in. Mm -hmm. So it's like I want to play this game. Okay, drop the ROM onto my Steam Deck and play it that way. It's really, really good. So this is a, a newer uh, project that's being put together. Um, they have a they have a GitHub, so if people want to contribute to it, you can. They also have a Discord channel if you want to um, engage with the other people that are working on the project, and a Patreon for support as well. So it looks like they might be in this one for the long haul. So uh, checking it out, um, playing around with it, but so far. Very impressed with RetroDeck. Now, it says it's powered by Emulation Station DE, which is desktop edition, which is the same thing that is in EmuDeck. So I'm guessing that, like, so you were talking about, like, getting the art and stuff into the system. Um, the, the the reason that I, like, <laughs> when I first ran uh, EmuDeck and I went into, like, uh, Steam ROM Manager, and then I was like, okay, go ahead. And I checked everything and hit go and it did its thing. And then right. I went into, I went back into game mode and it, it mixed all of my ROMs in with my regular steam library. Yeah. Now that might be something that you want. I, it is not something that I want. I want to just launch one thing, emulation station, and then have mm -hmm. that be the launcher for my retro games. And it looks like that's what retro deck can do. So at yep. most, you would have to re, re, uh, add like one or two different like uh, art and things, and then once you launch Emulation Station, you can have that scrape to get all the artwork for your games there. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. So okay. um, it, this doesn't this doesn't install Steam ROM Manager. So the only images that you need are the images for Emulation Station. Um, Perfect. So you have to you have to manually add those um, unless you. Don't mind a gray icon with white, uh, like Verdana font on it. <laughs> if, if that's okay for you, you can just leave it without that. And a future version of Retro Deck will fix that. So I wouldn't worry too much about it if you don't want to go through the whole adding your own images thing. 
Um, but yeah, there's no Steam ROM manager. It doesn't add anything to your built-in Steam library. So it's it, it's as close to downloading this as a, as something from Steam and just it installs and just works um, as you can get so far. So I'm I'm really impressed. I, I like it. Not that I'm saying that any deck is bad. No, um, I mean, it's fantastic. It was nice to try uh, an alternate solution that might be better for people that don't want to constantly go into uh, desktop mode to update um, like individual emulators. This will just update um, every once in a while as one big download. Of course, if you want the the bleeding edge feature of this, like the Citra emulator, uh, that's not going to be part of this flat pack. So you might have to install those emulators separately if you want something very specific. Uh, but for the 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 general user, I I think this is a great package for everybody, and it just does everything for you at one download. It's super super easy. Yeah, and you know ju- just uh, you know for full transparency with Emudeck, there is a button that you can click. If you just run Emudeck again, it will download all of the latest updates for you. So again, it's just different ways of accomplishing the same exactly. thing. I have a question, real quick, Lloyd. Do you have your Steam Deck in front of you? I do. Can you just see like launch emulation station DE and see if remote play is an option in the quick access menu? And while he's looking that up, I'm going to take a second and uh, tell everybody uh, that. um, Man, my my brain stopped working Uh, while he's doing that. I'm just going to tell everybody uh, congratulations to I'm trying to find the winner of last week's giveaway. Uh, that was Skyto, one god of war. Uh, so, and that was thanks to Heisenthal. Uh, I was just vamping for time. <laughs> it it is not unfortunately part Damn. of the thing, and I yeah. think that's because it's not officially from Steam, and that's why it doesn't work. So, uh, it, essentially, not every game has access to that. But if you are playing Retro Arc, which you'd get from Steam. I bet mm. you that that can work, and I will. I will update you in next week's episode. All right. One, well, just before we get off that point, just okay. one really quick one. Um, uh, Retro Deck has a couple other features. They they're doing cloud saves uh, in the oh. in the future, uh, which is interesting. They have uh, they have a tie into the Retro Achievement website where you can sign up for an account and it tracks your achievements in retro games. Uh, but they're also promising online gaming coming soon using RetroArch's built-in netplay. So it won't be using remote play together. It will be using the netplay component that's built into RetroArch. Hmm. Um, so I would say, okay, Bill, I want to meet. Let's create this room. Here's the code. Here's this, blah, blah, blah. And then we would be playing directly through RetroArch, not through Steam Remote Play. Ikari so Warriors, here we come. Exactly. So in the future, <laughs> when this is a thing... We will definitely be talking about that because I'm excited to check that stuff out as well. All right. Last week, you mentioned that you had been playing multiverses. Uh, and then mm. somebody, I, I said, well, you know, I didn't want to buy the founders pack or whatever. And then somebody had left in the comments, you know, Bill, uh, if you just connect it to your Twitch account and then watch a watch an hour Twitch stream that has drops enabled, uh, then you'll get access to it. And I was like, all right, fine. Uh, my... Uh, my my daughter was coming over, and so I set up Twitch, and I just left it playing upstairs, and then I went downstairs uh, to hang out with her and my grandson. And then <laughs> I came upstairs, and sure enough, I got access, and I was like, all right. And I went through, and I, I uh, downloaded the game. And then that day, because I, I, I was going to send a message to somebody on Discord. I was like, hey, by the way, this does work. And then I saw that 
somebody had just posted, by the way, it's now open for everybody. So um, my computer, not me, but my computer watched an hour of uh, somebody playing multiverses on Twitch for no reason. Boy, oh boy, I have been playing this game a lot this week. Multiverses is really, really good. Uh, So I have been playing mostly as Wonder Woman, and then I unlocked Bugs Bunny. Um, And this game is great. Uh, You have been playing it for a couple of weeks now. Who are you playing as? Um, Back when it was in the very, very closed beta, so when it was uh, very few people in and I was playing on Xbox, uh, the character that I used the most was... um, uh, Who was it? Velma uh, was who I used the most. Um, But since playing the newer version... Uh, I switched that up to Wonder Woman as well. I really, I really like Wonder Woman's um, just, just kind of her move set and the ability to kind of control the battle a little bit more. Um, I'm really looking forward to when the Rick and Morty characters come out, though, because I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan, and I could just imagine that their um, play style would kind of be very different from each other, but also very fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been using Wonder Woman. I, I've only maybe had half a dozen maybe maybe 10 matches um since playing it on steam deck so i haven't had too much time to play it um but yeah it's 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 a really good fighting game like it, it is it's as good as you can expect from a third party smash brothers clone um it and it plays way better than any of the other ones that have ever existed mm-hmm. so i i'm really impressed with multiverses i have to say that multiverses um you know calling it a smash clone which is exactly what i did feels wrong to me because yes, it absolutely is uh, like it has the same knock somebody off of the mat uh, off of the board, you know, hit them enough times and they get knocked further back when like, that's, that's why it's a smash clone because it has those smash mechanics, but the cooperation between characters, like when you go into a match and it's like, choose your perks and so you look at your perks and you'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to choose the triple jump perk. And then it'll say, if your partner also chooses the triple jump perk, then you will get a four jump perk. Um, you know, do more damage perk. If your partner also cho- chooses this perk, you get this. And that is really, really cool. Plus, you can use the perks that your partner has unlocked. And you have abilities that are absolutely 100% meant to be played with somebody else on your team. So for instance, as Wonder Woman, your down special will put a it will immediately move you to your partner and then put a shield on both of you. That is something that is not in Smash. Smash is all about um like yes there there might there's multiplayer and yes, there's like Lloyd and I could be on the same team against other people, but there's no way for, at least I don't believe there is. I don't really feel like there's a way for us to work together in that way. Like another thing that Wonder Woman can do is she can put up her big shield and she can walk past another character and they will get a defensive boost when that happens. And I can use my her whip of Hephaestus to to reach out and grab my partner who's about to get KO'd and pull them back onto the to the ledge. It's really different and a lot more like a MOBA, in my opinion, 
than uh, a general fighting game, but it's still a fight. It's it's a MOBA that plays like a fighting game, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a fighting game that's been iterated on. Like it it has it has all the components of Smash. It's a small stage. You can jump up and down through platforms. Mm-hmm. As you do damage, a percentage increases at the bottom of the screen. When it's over a hundred, your punches are going to knock them further. If you knock them off, they explode. Um, so yeah, they, they took the core components of what makes smash brothers, but then, yeah, they added on the interesting team mechanics, um, to make it more like a, um, one of those team based fighters that were really popular back when like street fighter was a thing you'd get, uh, you get the, the, the Capcom fighters where you'd have multiple characters and perks and, and bonuses and call them in to do special things. They're taking some of that DNA and injecting into this as well. So um, it, it plays way better than any free-to-play fighter um, that is using licensed characters has any right to, um, which excites me for the fu- for the future of this game. I hope they keep iterating on it. And who knows, maybe in the future, this will be something that is played at Evo in big competitions um, because they're, they seem to be treating both the, the properties of the game, but also the game itself with the proper level of respect that you would ex- that you would hope from a development team that is really in it for the right reasons, not just to um, scrape as much money from the consumers as possible. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic uh, that this game is going to have a really, really good future. And uh, I can't wait to jump in and, and play some more and unlock some more characters because, uh, yeah, playing playing with every character feels very, very different. And uh, seeing all the stages like they, they did a thing this week where they unlocked the stage from Rick and Morty where it's like, uh, show me what I want. The big uh, glowing head in the sky uh, asked people to show him what he wants. And people work together and unlock the stage in like a day or whatever. However, that that worked this week. So I, I think they're going to keep doing fun and awesome things like that. So. Yeah, I can't wait for the, the future of multiverses. That really reminded me of um, the Encourage event in World of Warcraft where we were all like going back to low level zones and like getting silk and cotton and uh, all right. these things from NPCs and then donating them in order to raise enough like war funds to unlock the gates to Encourage, which is a if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was a really cool moment in like MMO history where all of the servers were competing with each other in order to be the first to unlock that new raid wing. Uh, And even if you weren't a raider, you were able to participate. But I'm a huge fan of multiverses, and boy, does it play really well on the Steam Deck. I've been... Mm -hmm. And I love that it's cross-platform and cross-progression because I've been playing on my Xbox, I've been playing on my Steam Deck, my son's been playing on his PlayStation. It's a really, really good game. All right. Uh, last week, I mentioned a game, and I said I had only played it for about uh, 20 minutes. Uh, and it's it's definitely this kind of game that I think that a lot of people would like and definitely the, the style of game that Lloyd would like. But, man, it does not play well on the Steam Deck. And I didn't notice it at first, but the frame rate for this game is really low. And uh, I never noticed the fans kicking on, but other people have talked about the fans kicking on like full full speed when you're playing Core Keeper. Uh, Lloyd, you picked that up, and you said that you've been playing it this week. What are your thoughts mm. on that game? Yeah, um, I picked it up shortly after we talked about it on the show because this I, I watched a couple videos, and I'm like, yep, this is exactly the type of game I love. Um, mining, exploration, crafting, all, all hits all the buttons uh, in my brain that makes me happy. So I uh, picked it up and played it. 
Um, and it, and it turned out that night I had a bout of insomnia, which is very, um, rare for me, uh, but I couldn't, but I couldn't fall asleep and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm playing core keeper. Uh, I played about four hours in a row <laughs> that night, uh, up until I finally passed out. Um, thankfully not by dropping my steam deck on my face. Or anything like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, well, it, it does have some issues like, um, it, it's using like up above 16 Watts at almost every every time uh, or every part of the game uh, it doesn't seem to be a way that I could drop it down anymore to scrape any more battery life from it. And and just to be fair, like if for the people who are listening to the show and they're not watching this, if you, if you look at the game, there is no reason that it should use that much power. It's a very simple graphics it's, style game. It, it's like isometric Terraria basically. Yeah. It, it has kind of the same look as Terraria and it's kind of an isometric kind of top down sort of thing. Uh, not not true isometric just kind of kind of in front and at an angle um so yeah it is not a um it's not a taxing game or at least it doesn't look like it would be a taxing game it it is a little bit taxing on steam deck so hopefully the the developers are working on it to um, lower that um, power draw Uh, because if they could get the power draw down um this, this game would run fantastic i'm not really noticing any frame rate issues so much uh i locked mine at 30 frames a second to kind of uh, get rid of the the power draw a little bit and keep my fans from just blaring um, to, to to have a, a low whine instead of a loud shriek. Um, so that that was great. Uh, I was able to get the fan down a fair bit. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying Core Keeper. It it is a lot like I beat the first boss in in my first gameplay, and I didn't realize it was the first boss. Um, it has a really nice mechanic that when you die, you you re, you reappear at home. And all the stuff that was in your quick bar, you still have in your inventory. Everything else that was on your body is gone forever. So I was making like chests and leaving them places and putting all my stuff in and, and trying to figure out how to beat this boss and destroyed the boss. And then I realized, oh, that's the first boss. And then I found out that the thing that the boss drops, it drops two things. You put one in this little statue and then it locks a bunch of crafting material mm. or crafting recipes. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's how they expand this game. So, yeah, they uh, don't tell playing- you anything. They, they tell you zero with this game. Um, and yeah, through playing playing by learning or learning by playing uh, with this one, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, although I do think this is a game I'm going to play mostly on my PC, not so much on my Steam Deck, just until they can get the battery drain um, kind of there. Like this is a game I'd love to play portably for four hours um, in, in one go instead of like an hour and 40 minutes before my battery melts uh, and my, or my <laughs> Steam Deck melts because my the whole system is so hot and everything like that. So yeah, playing a lot of Core Keeper. Uh, if you like Minecraft, if you like Terraria, uh, this is kind of in the same vein. Um, very, it's one of those, um, I don't know, one of those games kind of like Terraria where you have to survive for as long as possible uh, but you also have to go further into the world to get more stuff to make better and better things. So it complete completely keeps building on itself and adding new, new, uh, new armor, new weapons, new stuff, and then the ability to get new powers or new abilities with that stuff. Um, I I really love that gameplay loop, and it seems like they've they've struck a really good gameplay loop with Core Keeper. Plus, it <clears throat> does what uh, Terraria does, where your character is saved independently of the level so if you're having a problem if you're having a problem finding metal you just start a new world take your character into that world just go mine all the metal that you can find and then come back to your main world and bring it back in uh i I love stuff like that and yeah core keeper has been a heck of a lot of fun although doesn't doesn't uh 
doesn't respect the battery life of your Steam Deck. Uh, so hopefully that will come in future patches. Yeah, uh, I hope so too, because I really do like the the mechanics of the game. It just doesn't run as well as I'd like on Steam Deck, which is surprising because of the visual, because it's verified and it the visual um, quality of the game. Not quality, right. the visual art direction of the game. All right. Another game that I've been playing a little tiny bit this week, but I'm going to be putting some more time into is a game that I've actually had in my library for a really long time, and I never really put any kind of real amount of time into it, and that's Battle Chef Brigade. If you've never played Battle Chef Brigade, it is a combination of uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up with a puzzle game in order to cook food. So essentially what happens is you are in a battle with another chef and they will be like, this is the ingredient that you need to use uh, for this dish. And the person who wants this dish really likes to have like earth elements in it. So they'll be like, go. And then you run off into the woods and you start uh, beating up the uh, like the full the the fauna and foliage in the area. And as you're fighting these things, you get like a, a, a monster's stomach and, uh, you know, a chicken leg or whatever. I don't know what the things are called. It doesn't matter what they're called. But you get these parts and each part will have its own qualities uh, and those qualities were easily communicated to you by the color of the gems that you that are represented in that in that thing. So you go out, you get the ingredients, and then you run back to the the cooking station. And then you start cooking. And when you start cooking, then you select the ingredients that you've gotten by running out into the woods and doing your thing. And then it turns into a puzzle game where you have these gems that you can rotate as you are playing in order to get like a match three mechanics uh, kind of thing. And so essentially what you end up doing is you start to, I want to match up these greens and then those greens will upgrade to green level two. And then, um, Oh, I got to match these blues and those those blues will upgrade to blue level two. And then I'm going to match those three blue level twos to make a blue level three. And you just keep trying to combine and reduce things and then add more ingredients in and then reduce it some more and add more ingredients. And you continue that same gameplay loop until you've used all of your ingredients, in which case then if you still have time, you can run back out, beat up some more stuff and come back. Or you can say, all right, I'm done and I'm going to serve this dish. And then you get scored and then the person that you're fighting against gets scored and whoever has the higher score wins. This game is really cool. It's uh, it runs very well on the deck. It's overwhelmingly positive for its uh, its reviews. Lloyd, have you played Battle Chef Brigade? Yeah, I played it when it first came out on the Nintendo Switch. Um, this was uh, a game that I was kind of super excited for. I think they showed it off in, at a Nintendo Direct or something. Uh, picked it up, played it, uh, a bunch of it. I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't realize that this game came out in 2017. Um, that's weird. Uh, I thought this game was a little bit newer than that. Uh, maybe the the Switch version was or whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember really enjoying this one. Kind of the the, the mechanics of going out and finding other uh, other higher powered kind of fauna um, to kind of add to your recipe uh, on top of uh, the kind of the puzzle games and everything else involved with it. Uh, it was a really, really fun gameplay loop. So yeah, I completely 
completely forgot about this game. I had to actually look it up when you mentioned it. I'm like, oh my God, I played that forever ago. Uh, that's uh, pretty cool that you're playing that one on uh, your Steam Deck. Yeah, and it has it's a single player game, but you can also do multiplayer. It has split screen PvP and like we talked about earlier, it has remote play together. So if you and one of your friends have this or if you or one of your friends have this game, then you can play it together uh, even if you only one of you has it, which again is a feature that is only on Steam as far as I know and it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, so those are the games that we've been playing this week. Let's move on to the patch notes. Um, we got a couple of patch notes this week. The first one, uh, I'll read off real quick. Uh, there was a problem with Firefox, which Gaming on Linux had pointed out, and then uh, Valve had replied to them, yes, we're going to change it so that Firefox becomes a flat pack, which is a a, a better way of doing it because then it can be updated on its own and iterated on faster. Uh, and Here's the patch notes. This, this came out on uh, July 27th at uh, like th- four in the afternoon or so. It's, they said, updated Firefox to be installed as a flat pack rather than from OS repositories to ensure timely updates. First time launches of Firefox from the desktop will now prompt for installation via the Discover Software Center, which will handle updates as they are published. So if you go into desktop mode and you launch Firefox, it's going to then say, hey, you have to reinstall it. And Valve is saying, yes, that's the right way. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. Then they also added this line in, which, again, this is this is different than the line that we talked about last week. But it says, updates to controller firmware utilities to support future controller hardware revisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this Steam Controller too, <laughs> Lloyd? <laughs> I I would love it to be Steam Controller 2, but I think what they found is maybe a new module to use for the joysticks. There's oh. those new... Um, there's the electromagnetic those, ones? The, yeah, like the ferromagnetic ones. Um, I, maybe maybe future Steam Decks might come with those by stock, by default. Who knows? Um, or maybe it's just a, a part revision. Their supplier for their uh, joysticks, maybe instead of version 1, they've updated to version 1.1 to fix some bug or something. That's probably what this is, but man, I really hope that it is a new Steam controller. (laughs) I really, really hope it's a new Steam controller, but that's (laughs) probably not the case, sadly. Uh, Lloyd is is making me super sad. All right, let's (laughs) let's move on to the other patch notes. This one also came out on July 27th. About three hours later, um, they said uh, they added guides to overlay. So this is a beta update. So basically now, actually... Oh, I think I'm in desktop mode on my on my Steam Deck right now. Uh, but basically what happens is you are playing a game. If you hit the Steam button, usually it brings up uh, like your controller inputs or the ability for you to just close the game. Um, well, now it brings up guides. Now, what I will say is that as useful as I would like to think that this is, the, the one time I tried it, like there were a bunch of guides that were in Russian and I was like, okay, well... That's yeah. not really useful. Uh, I would really like it if it would filter things by like the la- like the default language that I'm using or whatever instead of the most popular guides or something. Sure. Um, but it's cool that they're doing that. And they also added, 
I don't know if I had seen this before or if I just hadn't noticed it before, but they also added achievements to that popover. So if you're in a game and you hit the Steam button, it will show you your achievements right there if the game has them, which is cool. I don't care about achievements. I actively dislike achievements uh, unless you can turn them off so I don't get a notification. Uh, But uh, any thoughts on these two updates? Uh, I, I love the fact that um, games that were very uh, liberal at updating you for when you've collected, like they said in the show notes, five of 100 berries and they would <laughs> pop up a notification um, that was bringing up the little uh, uh, the, the little notification sound on Steam Deck. So whenever that would that would be updated. So you've collected five of 100. You've collected six of 100 and it would keep doing that. They've gotten rid of those sound notifications, which is good. Um, so at least you'll get the progress, but you won't get that sound popping up every, every time that you do one of those things. That's really nice. Um, but yeah, some of the other things resize virtual keyboard and desktop mode to appropriate dimensions. Um, I, I have a a weird thing in desktop mode where my controller, um, appears really flat, uh, when I'm connected to my external monitor, at least that happened, um, with my old version of steam that isn't happening anymore. So I'm not sure if that's because of my reinstall or it's because of these beta updates or whatever, but yeah, keep, keep refining the OS, keep refining the, the steam, uh, the steam like game mode. And, um, yeah, this, this hardware keeps getting better every day as valve keeps putting out software updates. All right, let's move on and talk about what is probably the most exciting news. I put out a video, uh, yesterday, no, uh, two days ago. Well, by the time you watch this, maybe three days ago, um about this but it is big big news and that is that valve has essentially said hey all you people who've already ordered a steam deck you're getting it this year you're not going to have to wait until uh, after quarter four or whatever it is that they had said before uh you are going to be getting your steam deck this year in 2022 everybody Mm -hmm. and they even said um that if they bought or if you buy one like right now, there's a good chance you might get it this year as well until they fill up that reservation queue and then it pushes into the new year. But um, that's really, really uh, interesting. They did have one um, point of clarity that they or two points of clarity talking about when Q3 and Q4 is, but I'm not going to skip that. But then they said, no reservations were moved from Q3 window to the Q4 window. The only movement was from after the Q3 window to either Q3 or Q4. I did see some people uh, in the comment section of the video that I had posted saying, no, my stuff got moved. Valve is saying, no, it hadn't gotten moved. It got moved to sooner. Uh, so right. uh, go ahead, Lloyd. Yeah, this this is huge news. Um, the best news right now is I know we've we've run into this in the past where people are watching our show and they're like, yeah, I really, really want a Steam Deck, but I don't want to wait till next year. I'll, I'll just pre-order when when I can just get one after I pre-order it. Well, now you kind of kind of don't have to worry about this. If you want a Steam Deck before the end of the year, go put your pre-order in right now, and that will happen. It won't be the next week. It won't be the next month, uh, but before the end of December, um, unless you 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 take your time and and uh, <laughs> yeah. and a million people do that, um, you are likely to get your Steam Deck before the end of the year. Um, which uh, which is good. People were maybe looking at this for a Christmas present for a loved one or whatever or themselves. And now that is a, a distinct possibility if you get your pre-order in right now or if you've already had your pre-order in from before. 
Yeah, and, and the thing is, is like it only costs you five bucks. So you can yeah. buy it now and make a decision later. I will say that there were some people in our community Discord that were like, well, dang, I, I thought that I had more time to save up my money and now <laughs> I don't. So <laughs> yeah, like now they're now they're trying to see how can I how can I get six hundred dollars in three months, uh, <laughs> which yeah. is uh, definitely something to, to, to consider. Uh, but I think it's uh, really fantastic that more people are finally going to get their hands on uh, the Steam Deck. It's just it's such a popular device uh, and like it's it's kind of taking everything by storm. I, I'm constantly seeing stuff about um, about Steam Deck, and maybe that's just the algorithm. But it's it's really like everybody seems to be talking about it. That's right. Yeah. No. This this is really good. And and like you said, the whole saving money thing is probably the only the only bad news about this for people that were were, were banking on uh, waiting till 2023 to buy their <laughs> Steam Deck. Like I can get through Christmas. This is going to be great. Well, maybe, maybe you won't be able to. So that's a little bit unfortunate in that case. But, but yeah, like you said, Bill, uh, everybody I know that has tried one uh, has fall, fallen in love with it. And of course, that's anecdotal. I, I have not talked to every single person in the world that has touched a Steam Deck, but it seems like it's just it's praise across the board. Um, Valve being able to clean up whatever issue they had with their supply chain is huge. Um, I, I just I, I want Valve to start talking about how many of these things are in the wild. Like maybe maybe by the end of the year, they'll let us know. Yeah, we've shipped our millionth Steam Deck or we've, sh- we've shipped our one and a half millionth Steam Deck or whatever those numbers are. Uh, the estimation is probably about a, a million of them in one year or whatever. That is insane for um, for a new piece of hardware not a new platform technically, but a new way to engage with that platform on a on a specific piece of hardware. That's a lot of Steam Decks being sold in a year. If that million the million unit mark is actually true, uh, would love to see Valve get out and start chatting chatting about that themselves. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new ways to interact with your hardware, um, Nintendo sells these little adorable controllers. This is the uh, NES controller for the Nintendo Switch. You can only buy these if you are a member of Nintendo Switch Online. But guess what? Uh, oh, Lloyd's holding up his uh, his Super Nintendo version, which I didn't get that because it doesn't like clamp onto the side of the Nintendo Switch. Um, oh yeah. And then they also like have like one. an N sixty four one. But th- the reason we're talking about this on this show is because Steam now supports Nintendo's classic controllers for Nintendo Switch Online. I paired this with my Steam control or Steam Deck this morning and it works. The little lights will constantly blink like they're always like I'm pairing, but I was able to control <laughs> the Steam Deck and then I was like, "All right, I'm going to go into an emulator. I'm going to fire up say Super Mario Brothers 3 and I like nothing worked. I could not figure out what the problem was because like I was controlling the Steam Deck, everything was working perfectly. I go into emulation station. I'm controlling. Everything's working perfectly. I go down to Super Mario Brothers 3. I tried Kung Fu. I tried a bunch of NES games. Uh, and I start the game. And then none of the buttons do anything. None of them will start the game at all. Did you try it with your Super Nintendo controllers? No, I, I was going to do that before the show this morning. And my Super Nintendo controller was dead. So oh. <laughs> I have to wait for it to charge uh, to test that one out. Um, it probably has something to do with the controller um, template that you were used. Maybe it's using specific like keyboard controls for all these things because that that's usually what RetroArch would would default to is keyboard presses or things like that. 
Um, but then it can also use controllers. So you'd think that it would it, it would respect using like an Xbox controller or something on top of it as well if you've tried that. So yeah, that's that's a weird one, man. Yeah. So when you bring it up, when like when you hit the like because I would hit the but the Steam button on my uh, Steam Deck, and when you bring it up, it says something along the lines of uh, it's. So it'll show like the different controllers that you have connected up at the top and you're like, okay, it'll have Steam Deck and then it'll have, it just says controller. And so it just (laughs) notices that it is a controller and it looks like a Nintendo Switch controller. And when you actually pair it, it like, this is the right, uh, this is the right one because it goes on the Switch to charge. Um, Right. And it says Nintendo Switch uh, right. So it detects this as a a right side Joy-Con essentially, but I couldn't, I just couldn't figure out how to get it to work, but I, I only tried it for like 15 minutes this morning. And then I was like, all right, oh. I got to get ready for the show. Oh, Lloyd's Mine's, got his working. Mine seems to be working. Let's see if I can escape from, I want to, I want to get, get out of this. Let's, let's escape out. It's not letting me escape out of the game. Now, none of my other controls are working because <laughs> it's using this one. Right. So let me, let me, let me quit. Let me exit this game. Uh, but yeah, I was able to to start uh, start a game. Oh, actually, I have another game running. That's probably why things were not. I have Lego City Undercover still running, <laughs> and then I'm running Retro Retro Deck on top of that. Um, but yeah, it's it seems to seems to work for me. Um, if I if I do this, I can I can go left and right. Let's go. Right, I could do all that, but then I couldn't start no, no, it. Like no, no, just just hold hold hold. Oh, okay, hold. okay, hold. All right, he's starting Final Fantasy two. For the this is for the audio listeners. I'm going to give you a little yeah. uh, a little background. Yeah, that's working. Yeah, right. I got there. Now hit start. Yep. Because when I did, like, I got to this point and then I couldn't go uh, anywhere. I think it's starting. I don't think it's, it is. It's really it's really tough because um, doing things in reverse. Right. On he's a looking. He's looking at now, himself on a webcam. My oh there it is yeah so it did start it did oh okay all oh, right wait, well, or is this just the attract mode I think this that just ju- be the I attract think, mode yeah that's the screensaver I'll have to when we're not doing a show yeah, actively, yeah same uh, it'll be it'll be a little bit easier but I'm, I'm sure there's an easy way to do it because this is set to um, specific controller settings um, so when I look at my um, when I look at my controller output it, or my controller layout uh, things like I don't know. It's set to use just standard D-pad and ABXY buttons. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to dig into this one a little bit more. It could also be whatever they added to the desktop version of Steam hasn't come to the Steam Deck as well. Oh, that's possible, too. So maybe those specific stubs to handle the controller connecting and things like that uh, just aren't there um, so far on the Steam Deck. But, uh, yeah, I was impressed I was able to start the game and and get it running. But uh, that's about it. All right, let's move on to deals on deck. These are some really, really good deals out there. Uh, I wanted to talk really quickly about the build, excuse me, build your own triple pack for $3. You get three games. And so uh, I immediately sent this to Lloyd. And uh, did you buy this? Uh, Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say one of the games that I bought, and then you say one of the games that you bought. I picked up Aragami. for a buck. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, what, did, what about I, you? 
Well, I've also picked up Origami, but I'm not going to or Origami. I'm not going to talk about that one. I've wanted this game for a while. Uh, a game that I snagged was um, Morbid: The Seven Acolytes, uh, which is a uh, it's kind of like a I don't know a, a Diablo like, but the graphics remind me a lot of like I don't know um, Ultima Online <laughs> with more gore. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's kind of an interesting little take on the action RPG. So this I, I really just wanted Origami, so I added uh, two other games that looked interesting. This is one of the other ones. Yeah, I ended up picking up Morbid as well. I started it. My son walked in and he was like, "What level are you in Multiverses?" And so then I closed it so that I could look, <laughs> and I never never loaded it back up again. Uh, Origami is a, a stealth game that you're going to want to check out, where you can like move through shadows and stuff. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we both got uh, Aragami and Morbid. The other game that I got was Shadow Tactics. What was the other game that you got? Uh, Wayward Souls: Curse of Shadow. All right, have you played that? I have not. Okay, it's I have another Shadow another, Tactics. <laughs> it's another ARPG, uh, and it looks it, it looks like it's um, randomly generated, so it's procedurally generated uh, for that. So it reminds me a lot of um, a lot of the games that I've been playing a lot of on like the Switch back in the day, where you 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 level up and you have to choose, well, do you want this thing or do you want this thing? Mm. Or you found this item. Do you want to do this one? It gives you this special ability or this one. It gives you that special ability. So it's uh, right up my alleyway. Um, But yeah, it's, it's been such a, it's been a rough week to play video games. And then this came out yesterday, Xenoblade Chronicles three, which is like over a hundred hours on the switch. So (laughs) I think unfortunately my steam time is going to be down because I'll be playing that game on the Nintendo switch. I was really looking forward to picking up Xenoblade Chronicles three because I love that game so much. Well, I love the, I love Xenoblade Chronicles two so much, but then I saw a reviewer saying like, boy, they earn every minute of that 140 hours of playtime. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. I don't, I just, I cannot play a game for 140 hours. It has to be so friggin' special for me to play a game for 140 hours. Uh, I think like Final Fantasy 14, I've got 400 hours in. That's very different than, (laughs) than, than uh, a single player JRPG. I, I, I have 200 hours in breath of the wild. I have 200 hours in animal crossing, uh, whatever the newest one was. But those are like, those are the exception, not the rule. When a game has 140 hours of playtime, I'm like, it just scares me away. So I ended up not picking that up, even though I really, really wanted to. Uh, Maybe I'll pick it up on sale, but 140 hours is too much. (laughs) I probably won't pick it up on sale. Fair enough. I've beat all the other ones, um, completed them. So I know I'm going to make my way through this one. It's probably going to happen a lot slower. Uh, because uh, when the previous Xenoblades came out, that's the only game I played. Um, and now I have so many other games to play. So I think this one's going to take a while for me to beat, which is OK. It's OK to to, to kind of have a game on on for the long haul. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, there's some other great games on sale right now. Uh, Moonlighter is on for five bucks if you check on Steam. And it's, it's verified. Uh, and it's verified. And also Fire Girl Hack and Splash Rescue DX is on for half price. Uh, people were really excited about that 2D looking uh, platformer. Uh, so check that out also on for like $10 on Steam. Awesome. Well, that's it this week for On Deck. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you've been here this long, then make sure you click on that like button. It really does help us out. And leave a comment down below uh, if it's a question, if it's a comment, or just your favorite emoji for the engagement. The last thing I'll say before we get out of here is I have a video coming out a little bit later on this week that will be about steam input so if that sounds good make sure that you subscribe and turn on the notifications so that you can see that as well lloyd tell everybody goodbye 
All right, everybody, have a great week. Uh, enjoy your Steam Deck, and we'll talk to you here next Sunday or on deck, or next Monday for on deck. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye.